brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoke and host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Hello, it's that time again. Are you excited? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, we are. Yay! This is my excited voice. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to another sud segment where really good beer meets really bad radio. I'm your hostess, good old gal Juliana, and today it's a full house. We have. Wait, who's full of it? <laughs> I thought that was Dave every episode. I'm going to vote Caperton's full of it this time, personally. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. Okay, he's, all right. He's I'll full of that. things. He's got things that. going on. Yeah. All right. In corner number one, we have good old boy Dave. This microphone smells funny. <laughs> <laughs> it might be you. <laughs> That covers like such a, a wide range of things, Dave. You know, it's one of my socks. Your microphone <laughs> seems to smell funny. It just, it, you know, I don't know what that is. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in corner number two, it's good old boy Mike. You know, uh, I decided that I was going to put on some hip waiters just for this episode because I knew that Caperton would be full of it. So yep. there you go. Yep. Yep. I would. I. That's what I was looking for. Out of boy. Hey, everybody. Keep those hips covered. Good old boy, Mike. <laughs> In corner number three, it's good old boy Caperton. Full of wisdom is what I'm full of. Oh, no way. Yeah. Hit the buzzer. Yeah. That is. <laughs> full of whiz. Hey, everybody. And to my right, for yet another time with us, he has become a regular. Good Even though he Kendall. is not regular. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> You're irregular. Yeah. I was about I, uh, to say, how do yeah. you handle that? <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how to uh wh- how you guys keep me showing up, but uh I'm it's here. So free yeah. beer. <laughs> free beer. <laughs> so I'll do anything for free beer. So thanks uh, for having me once again. It's great to be here. Everyone heard that. He'll do anything for free beer. Ooh. We'll We've test that out. of festival season, so. Yeah. You know. I'm sure there's a video about that coming out soon. Anyways, um, Kendall and his lovely wife, June, have an excellent blog, and he'll tell us all about it later in the show. Today, we are talking about a brewery. I thought we were going to talk about the odor of Dave. <laughs> That'll be intermittent throughout the episode. <laughs> that was so good. Smelly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Whatever. Okay. Today we're going to do a brewery takeover. And that brewery is Green Bench Brewing Company in St. Petersburg, Florida. Dave, Kendall, and I all got to visit the brewery during the 2016 Beer Bloggers Conference in Tampa. But a lot of us here first became acquainted with Green Bench and their head brewer, Chris. Um, here in Nashville during Yazoo's Funk Fest. Remember that? Maybe that's the smell. Of the Funk Fest? I don't remember anything. That's lingering? That yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we had a good time in St. Petersburg that day. Yeah. it was. We had a nice little tour, and I got a video uh, of the brewer actually slam dunking a basketball inside the brewery. Very nice. impressive feat. I would say of all the breweries that you, you know we've been to, that's the first time I've seen that done, you know, in the same space as the brewery itself. Do you think that was by design? It was like, all right, the fermenter goes over here, and the mash tun goes over here, and the basketball goal goes right here. It was the first brewery I've seen with a basketball goal, so that was absolutely uh, unique. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna say I've been trying to lure my 15-year-old nephew into opening a brewery with me, and that's how I'm tempting him, is that we can put a half-court Right there in oh, the brewery, baby. Yeah. I know uh, some well, breweries that have... be a slam dunk. And he's young. Oh. And he's <laughs> willing to do all the work. Yeah. Well, but of course. Yeah. I know yeah, some sorry. breweries have uh, women doing yoga uh, in the brewery. Maybe you should mention that to your 15-year-old nephew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I was going to point out that men do yoga too, but I get where you're going with that now. Yeah, that's not gonna. That's not gonna sell it. I don't think so. You never yeah, know. Well, you never yeah. know. I mean, yeah, they're all progressive. Not that there's right? anything wrong with that. No, no, of course not. And um, <laughs> that look is I priceless. His, I saw his eye. Caberton's thinking about. I saw his eye gleam. I think Caberton's thinking about Mike and yoga pants right now. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I knew if you're gonna spew. <laughs> Spew into this. Yeah, that's perfect. That, that's exactly what <laughs> that's I was perfect. thinking. Yeah, which was any picture of of guys sticking their tail in the air, you know, <laughs> while there's deep meditation music, you yeah. know, going on in the middle of a brewery. What what's wrong with this picture? The downward dog. What could go wrong there? I, I'm I'm feeling this is the downfall of American craft beer industry. Basically, a, a the first uh, act, you know, of itself. Whoever thought about putting yoga in a in a brewery, you know? The basketball goal I get, you know? But yeah. Depends on who's doing the yoga, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I got it was so they did it at the barrel house at the uh Funkatorium. Yeah, they did yoga there. Yeah. Yoga amongst the But that the makes barrels. sense because there's not like oh I mean, there's just barrels sitting around, you know, it's not like an active brewery, you know. This is a warehouse full of barrels, you know, and stuff. <laughs> they don't have like, you know, hot you know boiling liquid within five feet of everybody you know uh all over the place i see what you're saying it's a production facility yeah right not a not space a for space yoga anyway okay well i guess it just depends on what your mantra is mike's all about heart <laughs> wow My goodness <laughs> oh she got that one in there buzzing we're going back to the lube <laughs> should yeah well anyways um, right. And Brewer Chris from Green Bench, I mean, his dreads, man, they're, they're like cool. on fleek. They really are. Fleek. Florida. Wow. Flip-flops and dreads. I, yeah. yeah, I know. Actually, I, I talked to him at Funk Fest. He was born in Memphis oh. and grew up in St. Petersburg. Yeah. And didn't he live for a little bit in Nashville, too, or something like that? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. I think okay. he's a skater. Yeah. He looks like a skater boy. Um. Hey, Dave, why don't you give us some background information on Chris and the brewery? Sure. Uh, Green, Brent, Green Bench Brewing Company in St. Petersburg's first craft microbrewery. They have a 15-barrel brew house that sits within a 6,000-square-feet warehouse building in on Baum Avenue. Baum. In St. Petersburg, downtown Edge District. It's also very close to an excellent Cuban restaurant. Um, just throwing that in there. They have uh, four 15-barrel fermenters from five 30-barrel fermenters, one 15-barrel fooder, fooder, it's fooder, I always say that wrong, one 90-hectoliter fooder. How many liters are in a hectoliter? Kindle, go. I have no idea. Perfect <laughs> answer. Exactly right, because this is America, damn it. Uh, and plan on adding additional fermentation vessels. Jeez. <laughs> Vessels as growth permits. Green Bear, Green Bench Brewing Company has a fifteen thousand square foot tasting room, and they have the longest flight holders uh, I've ever seen. If you get a full flight, it's like twenty, and it's on a piece of like carved driftwood or something. It's like uh, I don't yeah. know. It's longer than me. <laughs> Take that for whatever you want. How many people think that Dave's going to get through the rest of this successfully? Zero. He <laughs> already has it. <laughs> He's going down in flames. All right. All right. All right. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. All right. Green Bench. They use the highest quality uh, ingredients. Skipping ahead uh, to Chris, the brewer. He was a great home brewer. He won all kinds of awards in Florida, which, I mean, you know, it's, it's Florida. Watch how, it, how, watch how much? It, watch it. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Florida's great. Uh, a lot of great brewers there. And uh, he uh, he worked for Cigar City Brewing, which he told us at Funk Fest that he got fired. Ooh. Some sort of time card discrepancy. I'll leave that where it is. Um, <laughs> he's taught beginner and advanced home brewing at uh, I think Florida Atlantic or uh, somewhere, some college, quote unquote, school boat. of higher learning. I think Florida Atlantic is in uh, Orlando area, if I remember oh. right correctly. Maybe it's Florida International. I don't know. Something Florida. You know what? I bet it's in Florida. That's where he taught it. Why don't we? Why don't we move on? How about that? 
Uh, he's had his, some of his personal recipes brewed at Peg's Cantina. Um, I used to know Peg. She was a square girl, but she would always fit in a round hole. Gulfport and uh, Tampa Bay Brewing Company in, uh, in Ybor City. Chris's unique uh, understanding of the brewing process and recipe formulation, coupled with his creative desire to progress industry standards brings to Green Branch Brewing Company a skill in artistry that will forever help to set our brewery apart. Yeah. Aww. Somebody likes Chris when they wrote that. Um, anyways, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. No, but Thank it's you. a cool place. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank All you right. very much for that. Okay. Um, well, I think we should, Dave, we should uh, rate Dave's, you know, uh, his ability of covering the background material. Would you give that a five, Mike? Um, let's see. I'm going to give it four. Actually, see, I have the script in front of me, so I know what the plan was <laughs> and how far off the mark you really were. So, you know, I'm going to say my Suds rating for Dave's background material is going to be a two. <laughs> yeah, was that a belch? <laughs> so. Yeah. That's there might have been some belching yeah. in there. I'm with you, Mike. I was thinking it's a two. Oh, yeah. See? How about it, Cameron? Yeah. yeah it, it's it's a solid two. <laughs> you, at, one point, at one point, you said skipping ahead. Actually, you're like skipping Julie, ahead. Julie, you want to make it unanimous? I'm just waiting here. We go yada, yada, yada. Chris Bruce is like. Um, I'm just going to plead the fifth. We'll be right back with some more of this episode. I give it a five. <laughs> And crashing surf, iridescent dunes reflecting by the light of a rising, glowing moon. Seashore mesmerizing, night breeze hypnotizing. We've come across these back roads none too soon. Look to the left. To the right, keep your eyes on the road, my darling, wondering if we're only passing through. Open roads and open windows, my hand is yours forever, sweet love. Welcome back, everyone. We are in the middle run, of... Run, run. <laughs> no, yes. don't run. <laughs> Stay Grab a beer it's out of your fridge. At 2 a.m. Pour yourself a pint. Hey, they could have been working really Sorry. hard and really late. Hey, this may not get any better, but I don't think it's going to get any worse. Uh, so Kendall has some really you know, accurate information during the break. Yeah, I googled a little bit about what a oh, hectoliter was. Oh, I did Google see, it. You thought he, How do you think I get the best no, information? He said, oh, I had, I had to do the math. Okay, well, Google did the math. I had to look up math. how much a hectoliter was first. It's it was a, a little deceptive. It's approximately 75 barrels. So, See, I gave you all high praise and it was like, talked Kendall, you up, talked him up to big. be the head of the Department of Completely Useful Information, I, but he cheated. I did Google. have you to actually convert. You're talking to me. The gallons to barrels. So I, that was actual calculation. Right. <laughs> let's just capable. Let's just move on. Yeah, yeah. Let's just move on. I'm okay. proud. I'm proud of you guys. So, <laughs> wow. So, ladies and gents out there, we are doing a brewery takeover of Green Bench Brewing Company in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. Anyways, now we get on to the fun parts. Good old boy Caperton, will you do us the honor of giving us the rundown of beers that we're going to be covering today? All right, get your pens out because it's a long list. And today's lineup. Some is of the words are spelled funny. Followed. Yes, as follows: We had Sunshine City IPA, the Green Bench IPA. I guess their their house brand. Uh, happy is was that supposed to be Hoppy Hermit or Happy Hermit? I thought it was Happy. Happy Hermit. Okay, Happy Hermit. Happy Hippie. International Pale Ale. <clears throat> uh, shopping cart cowboys. Cezanne de Blanc Noir. How many people think that no, Caperton's going to get I've through the list successfully? Yeah, I've blown it. I've blown it already. It's it's Cezanne de Blanc. Actually, de Blanc. De Blanc. Blanc Noir. 
And the next is Sauvage Blanc. So, so what's the, the difference between a Blanc and a Bonk? A Bonk is what I'm going to do to your head. <laughs> wow. A Blanc is what happens afterwards. <laughs> you Blanc out. Exactly. I bonk, you, I bonk you, then yeah. you Blanc out. Ah, oui, monsieur. I Blanc you on the head. And last but not least, Pati. Prévision. Oui, oui. Oui. Pate. Pate. It's got a little goose liver in it. Just a little fatty. <laughs> okay. Would the uh, Green Bench IPA, would that be their eponymously titled? Yes. Uh, IPA? Yes. That's, that's a big word. That I word threw that. me for a minute, but Boom. you're correct. Okay. All right. Uh, good old boy Mike. Yeah, I'm going to do the ratings yes. for today. Yes, would you like okay. to do the ratings for today? I'm going to steal it no. from Kendall. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I don't like where this is. As long as you use a crazy voice. Well, I have a creative way. Of, so the thing is, see, I, I grew up in the Tampa Bay area. So and we always thought of, you know, St. Pete is God's waiting room, you know. Right. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> the wow. thing is, is that I'm going to do my favorite impression of a local St. Pete person saying our SUDS ratings for today. Waiting right. for Godot. Yeah. Yes. This this could be good. I've had beer and there's a lack of creativity. So you wish me the best here, Caperton. All right. Number one. That sucks, Sonny. Give me anything but a bite. What? <laughs> uh, number two. Uh, you know, uh, there's something on before Jeopardy. Uh, was that a belch? <laughs> Number three, mm, mm, Sonny, uh, bring me my walker uh, a little bit closer over here. Ah, what a relief. <laughs> Number four, <clears throat> <coughs> give me my teeth. Uh, body should really not make that sound. <coughs> Number five, and I say this to all my kids and my grandkids and the little crappers next door. <sighs> Listen to hang time. Yeah, you can smell it. Give me another one. <laughs> so, at times he slightly veered into uh, higher pitched, like an older lady from an older man, and then I think there were some hints of Irish in there at some point. Yeah, they were not. I yeah. thought Howard Cosell was coming. Not what up I thought it would be. It's a lot of voices yeah. in my head. All right, was, people. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. it's hard to filter. Let's get yeah. to the beer. Morty Greenbaum. All right, uh, yeah, let's get to the beer. Hey, good old boy uh, Dave. I don't know that I want to start. Uh, oh, you do. Okay. You do. All right. Um, so we're all picking our top three today. So my top beer uh, was the Shopping Cart Cowboys. The, uh, as Kendall put it, rather non-descriptively titled uh, Golden Sour. But I can't find it. Hold on, I gotta find the cup. Really? That was a golden sour. Sure. Yeah. No, that's what it says. It's golden sour ale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, look at it. The color is golden. Mm. You taste it. It's sour. I'm pretty sure it was top fermented. Makes it a nail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Covering all the bases there, aren't you? Yeah, nice. man. That just that's, made my case. Proved it. Um, I think the um, dunks. This was a beer that we tried at Funk Fest in Nashville that uh, Chris brought up with him. And uh, Julie and I just like fell in love with it. And actually, our first day in Florida, we were in Jacksonville and we happened to go to a beer store and she spotted a bottle up on a top shelf and um, kind of leapt like three feet in the air, grabbed it off the top shelf and uh, came down with it. Perfect uh, two-point stance. It was amazing. Beer ninja. Yeah, yeah. No, she got it. Uh, shoulder blocked a couple guys to there get to the cash register and bought it before anybody could stop. Pushed her. a couple of retirees. She over. did. I did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she helped him down. Uh, I think this uh, this has a great sourness to it. It's uh, it's a, a good, well rounded flavor, and it's it's got a nice, refreshing uh, finish to it. I gave this beer a four. That's awesome. Live effects by Caperton. <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> yes, it was. Okay. Well, it sounded good. Yeah. Own it, baby. Okay. 
What's number okay, two? Okay, number two is poop. I keep telling you guys, you <laughs> ask me what number two is, it's poop. My second beer is uh, Sauvage, which I believe is French for savage or wild. That's like almost a fact. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How many, how many people believe that Dave's explanation was even that's, remotely close to whatever whatever Kendall's that's about to Google? almost a fact. Why don't we because have... I am telling you, that is like so far away from... Why don't we have Kendall quote-unquote do the math on that? <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm, I'm smelling a lot of crap in the room right now. So. Yeah, probably in your pants. Sauvage. Yeah. Okay, uh, so... Uh, the Sauvage yes. uh, is uh, is nice uh, f- flavor full of Brett. Kendall's got something. Hold on. <laughs> Dave was right. <laughs> no way. Yeah. No way. No. No. Even, it's a even, French term meaning wild or natural. I thought no. it was. Yeah. I thought it was uh, stood for a little, you know, guy that was making up crap that he didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> yeah. That right. would be Mike. All right. Uh, anyways, uh, great br- uh, Brett flavor on this funky farmhousey, barnhousey, you know, whatever you guys want to put on this. Uh, I think it's just a, a really well done beer, and I gave this one also a four. Uh, Sauvage. Uh, um. Okay, I got to do another one. All right, hold on. Gotta find this dog over here. So Just randomly grab any. My, yes, my third pick is. Let me read it. Uh, it's uh, Happy Hermit, or is it Hoppy Hermit? Maybe it's Hoppy. It's either a Hoppy Hermit or a Happy Hermit. Either way, it's pretty good beer. Could be a hippie. Um, yeah, it's Happy Hermit International Pale Ale. I don't know what makes it international, um, other than maybe it has dual citizenship. But either way, uh, I found this one to be one of the more balanced beers in the um, in the flight. Uh, good hop flavor. Uh, Caperton or Kendall will probably know more about it than I do because they know more about hops and stuff. But um, and Mike knows a lot about hermits. Uh, <laughs> but, it's a good uh, beer. I, yeah. I, I was yeah. Uh, I just think it's like a really well-rounded flavor. It's a very crushable beer. Yep. You could drink a lot of it. Yep. And I gave this one, though, a three. <laughs> Mikey Mike. Yeah, so a uh, really interesting flight here from Green Bench. And, uh, um, you know, a wide variety of things. Some hit, some miss. Uh, things in my top three, uh, number one. The first one I wanted to pick was the Sauvage Bonk. Bonk. Uh, yeah, you know, so this is a uh, a bread fermented farmhouse ale with about 30% fermentables coming from, um, actually from Chardonnay grapes, um, and then 100% Nelson hops. I wrote down on my tasting notes, I thought it was very bread forward, it was very earthy, and it was very light. Um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of times we talk about bread beers and how they tend to mask Oh, a thousand sins of the brewer. I didn't think that was going on with this beer. I really felt like the probably the base beer was still quite good. Um, and uh, I this was my favorite of the flight. Uh, my suds rating for the Sauvage Bonk is a four. Do you like how the Nelson Sylvan hops played well, with the grapes? Well, I'm not a huge fan of Nelson uh, just because the earthy quality of Nelson hops tends to it's a little difficult to a lot of things to stand up to them. Yeah. Um, there has to be something else keeping it in balance and check. And I think that the, um, the, the grape, the wine, uh, component about this, I thought kind of balanced yeah. out the, the Nelson point. hop. Yeah. Me too. I thought the exact same thing. I just didn't want to say it before him. Let me raise my hip waiters a little higher. So the second beer, uh, is the Saison de Banc, uh, Noir. Is it, that one's Blanc, right? Or is that Bonk? That's the Bonk. The That's other the one's bonk. the Blanc. Oh, okay. So I did them exactly backwards. But yeah, anyways, so, uh, this uh, particular beer is uh, rustic, uh, peppery flavors in a farmhouse yeast strain. It's a complex dark fruit. Uh, I'm reading their description here. Um, and a, a roasted wheat. Um, so this is distinctively much darker than a lot of the other ones. And I thought that was actually due to the wine overtone off this. So um, 
it's definitely very wine-like. I actually love the balance of this. I, I wrote down kind of musty. Um, so this definitely reminds me of something that it feels like it's been dropped in a wine barrel, I, although I don't believe this is barrel-aged, is it? <clears throat> I think that's just a component of the yeast strain that they're using as yeah. well as uh, actually using uh, whole fruits or something else that's actually bringing that around. So, but... Uh, I thought it was, uh, it was actually pretty good. Um, this is a Suds rating of three for the Saison de Banc Noir. The last pick in my lineup was out of the trio of IPAs that we had here between the Sunshine, the Green Bench, and the Happy Hermit uh, International Pale Ale. Um, I really liked the last one, which was the Happy Hermit Pale Ale, uh, much like Dave. I thought that it was very well balanced um, between the those particular three. There's an interesting story about this particular beer. I'll let one of the other hosts read it about how it came to name uh, Happy Hermit. But <clears throat> my tasting notes is that uh, I, this one had a lot of citrus um, up front, a nice malt back, uh, backbone to it, a little bit of bitterness. I wrote down Lively. Um, I thought the other two, they were they were good, they were there, but there was just something that was kind of a, a bit more oomph, effervescent, or uh, just lively on the palate uh, through here. My Suds rating for the Happy Hermit Pale Owl is a three. Very good. All right, good old boy Caperton, what are your top picks? Okay. Do it. Well, okay, a little, a little similar to Mike here, but... Um, uh, my first pick, uh, the, I thought the best of the bunch, and I, I really liked a lot of these beers. I did. They were, um, yeah, I did use the phrase, like, oh, I think a lot of Florida breweries tend to be um, just way over the top, and that's maybe what we like about them, right? And this was not quite uh, not quite to that um, sort of mindset. This, this stuff was a little more subtle. And that was um, having tried the shopping cart cowboys first, like the rest of you guys. Um, maybe that's sort of what I had my head wrapped around, so that these were a little surprising. But my first, uh, my my pick of the bunch was the Sauvage Blanc as well. Um, mm. I it's a little it's a little conf, it's a little confusing here. Their their um, their description is that it's a hundred percent Brett fermented. And it's also bottle conditioned with Brett. I don't know. That strikes me as a little strange, but eh. but it 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 didn't really. Um, I think, like Mike said, the funkiness really wasn't there. There was some Brett character for sure. Yeah, but it's not like it was an overpoweringly funky beer. Be and, interesting uh, to know what strain of Brett they use. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I, I like uh, I like bottle conditioning with Brett. This I like a lot of beers that have done that. Yeah, I had a couple of heads nodding. What is Bretois anyway these days? Is yeah, that, there you go. <laughs> yeah. um, I did write down that the the grape must Nelson combination was just um, really a standout to me, hmm. um, and, I, and I think Mike's right about that. I, I've played around with Nelson hops a little bit, and they're very unforgiving. I write mean, that it's, down, Dave. Caperton said Mike played was around right. with. See, yeah. No, we're going to erase that. <laughs> I thought you were going to say played around with Nelson. But. <laughs> <laughs> and boy was Nelson happy. Nelson's, Nelson's quite the guy, but um, but yeah, it was you know lightly funky. It was floral. I did. I think it is on oak. I, I'm not sure. I, I seem to pick yeah. up a little bit of tannins there, a little bit. But anyway, I gave that a suds rating of four. You know, and the thing about uh, the bottle conditioning on Brett. Uh, one thing we did notice about a lot of these beers that were not in the can in the bottles, they were foamers. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what fishy. you get sometimes when you bottle yep. condition with Brett. Yeah, because yep. it's going to take it on down. Foamy, don't you know me? Lower than low. So my number two pick was the Shopping Cart Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. Which, um, again, I, I, I like that beer. It was, um, I was getting some, obviously, a lot of, you know some souring some bacteria but uh there was some apple and pear notes there that uh that i really liked and uh again a little a little bit of oak coming through that beer as well um 
Yeah. So my taste buds must be off because I wrote down that this was going down the path of a Flanders red. Yeah. And it was incredibly watery. Uh, so I... I'm, you guys must have had something else in your I glass. think, though, I, I think if you, you have to look at it in the context of a golden sour, mm. more like a Belgian golden sour, which is kind of a generic term at times. So maybe that's... No. So the thing is, is I had no idea what that was. All yeah. I saw was what was in the glass, and I was just tasting it for what it was. So maybe... So maybe I made the reverse. Or Flanders. I no, mean, I, it would be I, a which much was, bigger I was flavor. Thinking, oh, they were trying to make a Flanders. I see I'm where like, you get that, Mike, because there is almost that little hint of almost like an acetic acid that yeah. you're going to get out of a lot of Flanders and I was beers. Like, wow, this is way short of a Flanders red. Well, if they're aiming for a golden, then boom, there you go. So, But anyway, I gave <laughs> moving right along. Yeah, moving I, along. I gave that a Suds rating of four as well. Uh, Ignoring that minor interruption. And last last but not least, I think we can squeeze this in. The the Saison de Banc Noir. I, I really liked. I, I probably would have rated that a little bit higher. Um, I just thought it was super complex. And unlike the other beers, uh, it was it was very bold and sort of more heavy-handed maybe than the other beers. Um, there was, yeah, definitely... The raisins, sort of plummy, dark fruit stuff came through. And I'm, I'm going to give that a three. <laughs> I'm glad somebody liked that I love one. The slow clap. That was, <laughs> I was trying to read her there. I know. <laughs> we'll be back in just a minute. But baby, the whole elation riding down this lover's avenue. Slow as a willow blows, or as fast as the whirlwind grows, we glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue. Look to the left, to the right, keep your eyes on the road, my darling, wondering if we're only passing through. Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> we are in the middle of discussing Green Bench Something. Brewery. Green Bench Brewery in St. Petersburg, Florida. Yes. Home of the um, Salvador Dali Museum. That's yes. correct. Yeah. <clears throat> they have the cool bench out front. You can get your picture. I believe the melting. movie Hello, Dolly was about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many people you, need Kindle? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> could I think be we right. know the answer yeah. to that. And okay, and we're done. Yeah, moving right along. (laughs) Good old boy Kendall, why don't you tell us about your top pick? My top pick, um, number one, was uh, already been mentioned by everybody that preceded me, so I'm not going to say much. But shopping cart cowboys, yeah, it was a good tart, sour, clean, uh, lemony, kind of dry, crisp to me. Uh, At first, I thought it was like a Berliner Weiss, yeah, um, a very, very crisp. tart beer but that was good and i gave it a four uh my next two beers i'm gonna go with something new that hasn't been mentioned yet for the next two um mostly because for the last four or five months i've really been on a hop kick as much as i am a sour and funky beer guy I've been drinking a lot of IPAs and pale ales the past nice. few months. So my be number two beer is is the Sunshine City IPA, yeah, which is a great uh, – let me read the commercial description. In our celebration of beautiful sunny city, this IPA was di- designed to be a bright as the warmest summer day. Packed with hop flavor and aroma, we double dry hop this beer with equal parts mosaic, citra, and azaka. So this was a very tropical beer. I also picked – they listed, uh, what, tangerine, nectar, nectarine, papaya peach, kiwi pineapple i was also getting kind of some mango passion fruit a little bit of orange all very similar flavors 
very hop forward. The grain bill on this is very light, so it really lets those hops stand out and dance. And just a beautiful beer with a great aroma, great flavor. It's a four. And the next beer, let me take that swig of it right here. Do it, do it. That Green Bench IPA, completely different direction. A lot of melon. Yeah, to me, it's a completely Tell different direction. Tell my Kendall than, of the beer. <laughs> beer. Then the uh, to me, the Sunshine City. It's one of those beers, kind of with a light grain bill that you know it's very tropical, fruit focused. The Green Bench IPA swinging more back towards that West Coast style IPA. You do get a little bit of that caramel malt in there. You definitely know there's some malt uh, backbone to stand up to the hops. Has a little bit more bitterness. Um, yeah. You still get some hop. You know some of those tropical flavors, but you also get a little bit of the pine and the resin are sneaking in there too. So it's a very traditional IPA, and I loved it. Also, it's a four. Anything never, else? Never gets old. Oh, you were waiting for me to chime in. Uh, no, uh-uh. I could do a number four, but you guys have already. You went really that. fast. That was, Is that like two number twos? The model of efficiency. Well, I, I, I will mention that. My number, if I were you guys were give me a four, sure. I would mention the same one you've already had. I think it's one of the top of the list. That Sauvage Blanc, wow, that was a uh, really great beer. And, Absolutely, uh, that's reminding me a lot of the uh, the transient uh, Wayward IPA, uh, Brett. Mm-hmm. I think that was the name. Is that the name of that beer? That Wayward IPA. I think that was the name of it. Something like that. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. That beer. Uh, it it reminds me uh, very close. I think it's the strain of Brett is the thing that's exactly the same. Those are not the same beer because the other one was a lot more hoppy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really enjoyed these, uh, the, the hoppy IPAs from these guys. Mm-hmm. Word. It's my turn. Yes. Go. All right. Now for the top seven out of seven. <laughs> Whatever. No, 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 no. This works keeping her in. I do have an honorable mention, rotation, but I didn't, it, it I didn't find it. All right. Hold on. Wait, hold on. What's your honorable mention? Uh, it's that's cheating. <laughs> no, it's really not. There clearly are, are no rules. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. I like say the it. I like the petite provision. Oh, okay, that was cheating. And, <laughs> and now so that anyways. it's warm, especially now that it's warmed, like I took this last sip, and it was. Uh, I mean, it's, see. it's a yeah, del- it's a lot a, different. It's now. a delightful beer. It's a watery lemon beer. Oh, no, it did open up a lot more. Though. <laughs> I, I yeah. do agree. It wasn't top of my list, but now that it's warmed up, yeah, it's, uh, I it's like showing that. a little more. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was. I think that's the way that was meant to be consumed out in the field, right? Yeah, and the lemon in there is really nice. It's inside is now outside, so it's showing itself. Oh God, that's gross. Okay, Um, all of my beers have been mentioned already, so I'm just going to briefly say them because I wanted to talk about the names of some of these beers and like how they correlate to St. Pete. Um, history, which I thought was kind of oh, cool. Hang on, let me put my teeth in. Show off. Yeah. No, leave well, them out, please. Whatever. Um, number one for me uh, was Shopping Cart Cowboys. Yeah. Like everyone else. Um, okay. Screw you Four and out go of five. home. Yes. <laughs> wow. Four out of five people <laughs> surveyed. Four to five Elvis fans can't be he wrong. Can't believe it. Can't, right. He can't believe it. Yes. How are you <laughs> I, Okay, it's just, it's great. It's, it's tart good. where it needs to yeah, be. It um, it's an easy drinking beer, and it's everything that everyone has it's not said. Not Flanders, damn it. Just yeah, get over just it. get over the Flanders, okay? I don't even know what that was. Yeah, whatever. Okay, I gave it a four. Um, and oh, a little. Wait, 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 wait. I love that part. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll give it. We'll let you make your ringtone, Caperton. Okay. Yeah, you can just put it on yeah. repeat. Yeah. Um, and for those that care, okay, um, the name Not of in this, this room. the full name of this is Webb's City Cellar Shopping Cart Cowboys, okay, oh, which is named after a grocery um, store, right? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So this goes back to 1925. Um, when James Earl, otherwise known as Doc Webb, opened up a small drugstore in downtown St. Pete. Now, initially it was dock. small, right. but then it it spanned more than seven blocks. And yeah. What did? The yes, drugstore? The drugstore yes. spanned. It's a lot of drugs. Yeah, more like than seven blocks. Like house Animal exhibits in there or something? Just, just, just I'm listen. Sorry. Oh, I'm, just I'm listen. sorry. I didn't realize Shush you Shush it. Okay. Okay. 
Um, it housed 77 departments and served an average of 60,000 customers daily. That's not true. I, <laughs> there weren't that many people in St. Petersburg. I don't know, maybe back in the not day. Not in 1920. Maybe <laughs> back in the day. And to but, walk. But anyways, um, Doc Webb would have his staff dress as cowboys to get the shopping carts out of the parking lot. And he, encouraged, and he encouraged them to use a lasso to like... <laughs> But the the guy who <laughs> the guy was a jerk. But the what guy the guy who who caught Doc the fewest Webb. shopping carts had to dress like a cowgirl. <laughs> My um, hip waders can only go so high. Okay, so oh god, oh. Right, maybe we should move to the next beer. Such a weird okay. story. But anyways, if you believe this marketing crap, buy this beer. Right, um, but also to add to that, it is aged in white wine barrels with grapefruit, oui. and it is lacto and two strains of Brett. So. There's that. What if you're lacto intolerant? <laughs> okay. Beautiful beer. Put your cowboy outfit and go get those carts. Okay. Um, the second Saddle one. Saddle up, cowgirl. Yeah. Okay. The second one that I wanted to talk about is the Sauvage Blanc. Yes. Um, yes. Oh, the White Savage. Yes, the White Savage. Um, no, it's the <laughs> truth. She said that better than all of you, including me. Yeah. So. Um, no, the White Savage, it makes... It makes sense. Yeah, yes. It does. Yes. And also, That's like. What they used to call me in high school. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were living out in the country. <laughs> but there's that. Um, beautiful, delicate. Um, the, the Chardonnay with the Nelson hops is just a really beautiful, balanced beer. There was thought and love that went into this beer, and it shows. It's, it's just stunning. I gave this a four. And then the third one is the Sunshine City IPA. Um, unlike good old boy Kendall, who is loving, you know, all things, all things hoppy. I'm liking some hops, but this is the time of year where I like to kick back and go for something deeper. So what I liked about this... <laughs> <laughs> Deeper in flavor. Shut up, kids. (laughs) (laughs) What I really enjoyed about this one is for an IPA, it's very approachable. Um, It's it's very, it's fruity without being like fake fruity, if that makes any sense. Just like Mike. Absolutely. Yeah, and it almost has like a creamy sense to it at the end too, um, which I thought was nice. I mean, so for those that love Alpha Bombs, well, they're obviously not going to like this. Nope. But for somebody who isn't into that beer, they would really like this and it comes in a can, which makes it even better and we're blending. So for all you you fellas who like it in the can... That's right. Yeah. It's a a tropical bomb. And I was fruity. I just want to say once I was fruity, but I was faking it too. I'm sure you were. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Um, (laughs) Anyways. Anyways. If you put all seven of these beers together. Yeah. It is the Ulta beer. (gasps) It is an Ulta beer? Yes. It's Franken Franken beer. Okay. So do you remember the episode where he did this the first time? Franken beer. Yep. I think was it the uh, Cascade? It was the Cascade show. And Franken beer. I would totally you blend better all the, if I yeah. could. Have you know? beer. I think uh, I think that name. I think that was where uh, it was chuggling with Dave. That was the name of the episode. It wasn't was it? chuggling yeah. with Dave. Right. Yes. We invented that word during that episode. Yes. There you go. I'm sorry. Okay. What was the word again? Uh, Franken beer. Trying to finish up. Yes, and I'm giving that a four as well. Yeah. Okay, and then I'm gonna give the Ulta beer, which is the combo of all seven. I'm gonna give that a suds of four. Great. Okay. Um, I just wanted to briefly talk about the Happy Hermit oh, I because do feel a little, <laughs> yeah, a little because it right is now. named after a hermit. Good. Um, yeah, like, Herman is his name. Hermit. No, his no. name is his name was Silas Dent, and he lived a very simple and happy life on Cabbage Key. He was actually featured in Life magazine. Did he smell of cabbage? How can you be a hermit if you're featured in Life magazine? I well, because this is because this is 1948. It's not too hermetic, right? Yeah, but this is 1948. So, anyways, um, it's not that matters. I don't know. Oh, whatever. Okay. And he was called the Happy Hermit of Cabbage Key. Oh, good. Um, yeah. So, like bef- happy. Well, you know, and before his death at age 76 in 1952, mind you, he claimed that civilization is too dangerous. 
He was he right. Was shit you. A lesson to be learned. Yeah. Yes. He checked out right in time. So I think it's kind of cool that Chris is paying tribute yeah. to the Happy Hermit. Yeah. Yeah. See, uh, Green Bench does, uh, in fact, the name Green Bench does pay tribute to, to the city. All yeah. the green benches that line uh, the streets in the city. I know where this is at. They don't, <clears throat> did they build, did they put the green benches back or they were gone for a long time? Yeah. Right? So Cabbage oh, Key back. is, okay. uh, it's down uh, south of uh Lemon Bay and uh, Boca Grande. Uh, and there's a series of islands that are uh, run the intercoastal uh, there on the uh, west side of Florida. And Cabbage Key is, um, it does. It, it's uh, it's very difficult to get to. I think it's, um, you have to go through uh, Coleslaw Bay. <laughs> <laughs> there's a ferry that runs there like once, once a Island. day uh, out the cab- <laughs> Cabbage Key. And uh, so, yeah, I know exactly where this is at. Now, Boca Grande is like the hoity-toity of oh. hoity-toity places. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. This is where uh, this is where uh, George W. They won't even vacations. let Mike in. Oh, yeah. not that's, Boca Raton. <clears throat> no, that's the no. They go to Boca Grande, and oh, uh, I'm a lot sorry. of yeah. Well, See, if that's why pick, if you had to pick, up. Yeah. The, the thing about that is is that none of us had heard of it before. That's how you know. Oh well, I, I know about it. Well, so, of course you did. Um, yeah. So uh, the other thing in Boca Grande is uh, people tend to uh, just they use their golf carts and and uh, bikes. They don't actually drive around in their cars. A lot of a uh, lot of inbreeding in Boca Grande. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different part of Florida, Dave. So it's a little further inland. A lot like of, probably Cabbage Key. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of blue bloods. Right. Hmm, interesting. I just want to limit the number of people I'm offending to just a small geography for today. I'm not going to catch an entire Band, state. once again. Either way, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I just think it's it's cool how Chris um, kind of pays tribute to the city and, you know, and, and putting yeah. it on his beers and that sort of thing. Um, Overall, what did you guys think? The brewery, the stuff? I think it's definitely parts? a brewery that if you're in Florida or you're in the St. Pete area you should definitely go to the tap room um the beers are excellent they also had some good ciders uh on the flights Mm -hmm. and like i said there was a great cuban place where you can bring food back and and drink with your beers just a cool cool area too st pete's just a great beer town Uh, yeah just a few blocks away there are other breweries great place to visit yep so uh i was sitting here thinking that i don't think there's anybody else uh in close proximity that are making uh, kettle sours and so St. Somewhere is just up the road uh, right. literally like maybe a half hour away yeah. from uh, Green Bench and so but I wouldn't even put those style of beers you know even in the same you know type of you know sour, sours that are being made here at Green Bench. Oh no. Yeah. No. No, no, no. Those no, guys no, no, did no. do a great collaboration Monsoor Ed. Yes. They did. Yes. They did but leave Bob leave Bob <laughs> leave Bob alone, alone. Yeah. <laughs> don't you talk about Bob? Well, you know, so if, if Bob I had don't, to, Bob don't kettle sour. <laughs> I would love to see them uh, commit to either a full fooder program, mm. um, or a, at least a uh, a limited barrel aged, uh, you know, traditional lambic, uh, you know, sour as opposed to a kettle sour. Uh, I don't. These taste like a bunch of kettle sours to me, but mm. I don't. I honestly don't know the technique that they were using for a lot of these, but. That seems like a natural evolution for a lot of this lineup. So yeah, but I love the IPAs. So um, I, I hope Chris keeps making that Green Bench IPA. I, that's a that's a super solid beer. Cans I, are nice. Yeah, that's a that's a cash cow all day long. So mm. yep, piney. Yep, yum. I think you should have fun with the locals, though. You know, uh, name a beer. You know, this is beer I drink with my dentures out. <laughs> Ooh, or you could soak your dentures in. Bring me my cigarettes. Yeah. Denture soaking beer. Yeah. Oh, God, that's gross. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, well, great stuff, everyone. And that's going to wrap it up for today's Suds episode. So, we hope you enjoy this episode, and you can catch all of our episodes online, the thousands that we have, as well as on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, 
YouTube, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host. iTunes and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sip Sud Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. Be sure to tap subscribe and the show will always be on your phone. We love your feedback and you can reach us online anytime at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at Sip Sud Smoke, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode gently if you're listening <laughs> online. Hey, Kendall, why don't you tell us about your blog? Good old gal June and I blog about the good news of good beer at BeerMakes3.com. You'll also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Well, I want to thank all of our hosts today. Good old boy, Dave. Hey, thanks, everyone. Good old boy, Mike. Hey, thanks for listening. Come back, join us once again, and keep on sipping. Good old boy, Keeperton. Thanks for having me. It was fun. And good old boy, Kendall. Always great to be here. Cheers, y'all. Me, of course. I'm good old gal, Juliana. Keep on chuggling, folks. One Tan Hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your hosts, the good old boys, will see you all next time. (laughs) 